Angel Heart Radio programs should not be used to replace your legal or medical advice. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. You are our focus. We want you to know that you matter in the world and that you're important to the world. We're here to remind you of just how valuable and needed you are right now. Help us to help others. If you like what you hear, tell your friends, post, tweet, pin, let everyone know how amazing Angel Heart Radio is. So again, welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Powered by love, Angel Heart Radio is sponsored by angellight777.com. Welcome everyone to Angel Heart Radio. I'm your host, Deb Goldberg. And it brings me great pleasure to be here with you today. And it's an honor to serve you in the highest way that I can by bringing you messages of divine love and blessings for your life. You are dearly loved, cherished, and blessed. I wanted to give you our phone number for this evening. It's 347 202 We have a great show lined up for you, but first I'm going to tell you a little bit more about the other podcasters on Angel Heart Radio. We have Anaya Joy Holili, who is Angel Heart's radio's founder, and she has a great show on Fridays, USA Time, 8 p.m., Saturday, 10 o'clock a.m., Queensland time, and she is running an Ascended Master Series that is awesome, that you should tune into that. And another podcaster is Annette McCoy, and she has a great show, and it airs on Tuesdays, USA, 8 p.m. Eastern time, and Wednesdays, Queensland time, 10 o'clock a.m. You can also reach Anaya at angelite777.com. And if you're interested in knowing more about me or working with me or my books, you can find me at com. You can find my book, Are You Ready to Listen, God, on Amazon.com. And I'm so excited. I received finally the proof of Volume 2 today of God's Covenant. And um, I can't wait to bring that out to everybody, um, which should happen shortly. So we have a fascinating show on diving into spirituality with whales and dolphins. And whales and dolphins have a great physical essence. And as we grow in consciousness, we learn that we are all one, that we're we, not an I. And each one of us goes through this process of learning that in our own way. Tonight, we're going to understand the we with whales and dolphins and their roles in this world with Natalie Barefoot, Esquire, who is the executive director of Set Law Incorporated, which is a not-for-profit organization dedicated to furthering the conservation and welfare of cetaceans and their ocean and fish freshwater habitats by translating sound science and best practices into practical legal and policy solutions. Natalie's also a wonderful friend of mine. She's a dear person, and this is really at her heart, is protecting uh, cetaceans. I'm going to say to you, Natalie, I am so glad that you are here, and I want to welcome you to Angel Heart Radio. Thank you so much for having me, Deb. I'm excited to be here tonight. 
Oh, me too. What a great conversation. We even got a lot of uh, conversation started on Facebook about what our talk is going to be about tonight. So how about we start with uh, telling us how you got into set law, what is set law, C-E-T is what we're <laughs> calling it, and, and the role of spirituality and how this brought it together for you. Mm-hmm. Um, well, first I'll explain what uh, set law is. So set, C-E-T, is short for the word cetacean. Um, and the word cetacean is, if you, if you remember back into kind of middle school science when you learned the genus, species, family, order, um, the word cetacean comes from the order cetacea, and it describes all whales, dolphins, and porpoises. Um, so set law is exactly as you described. You did it perfectly. Um, we work to further the protection and conservation of cetaceans and their, their habitats in the ocean and freshwater around the world. That's, uh, that's fascinating. People probably don't even know that this goes on, that there's a special type of law just to protect cetaceans. Yeah, I, well, it's there's a lot of people who have been doing it from, from dis- different aspects um, and working in this field, filing lawsuits on behalf of whales and, and trying to protect the waters and the oceans um, for them. And uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm dedicating my whole practice to that um, and, and trying to, to move things forward. Which is very commendable. Um uh, you know, that you are doing something that's really a passion in your heart. You're able to bring your career and your passion together uh, to that's the best of both worlds. So how about you tell us how this whole spiritual thing happened with whales and dolphins? And also, <laughs> let me give people the phone number again so that they can call in. It's 347 202 Zero two three two. Okay, Natalie, go ahead. Okay. Um, gosh. Well, so my journey. <laughs> I think I think I described it to you before. People say they're walking the spiritual path, and I say I'm tripping the spiritual path. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> you kind of wander your way down and and find it. But you know, when I was young, I, I since ever since I was young, I've loved whales and dolphins. I had them plastered all over my wall, um, a big humpback whale breaching and was just drawn to them. I forced my parents on vacations to, to kind of go whale watching if there was an opportunity. Loved the ocean. Um, when, I, when I went to college and started, you know, the career paths, I got pretty practical. Um, I became an accountant. <laughs> and then um, wow. I got involved with uh, with uh, international development. So I, I worked in Washington, D.C., and then moved over to Africa for four years and um, was working, working there with local organizations and, and trying to and started to get interested in law because we were working to um, train organizations on advocating for legal change towards parliament in Zimbabwe, where I was stationed. Um, while I was there in Zimbabwe, too, I actually started um, on the path of my spiritual development. I got certified as a stage two uh, Reiki practitioner, um, 
I became pretty connected and intuitive for that time period, um, which was wonderful being far away from my family, uh, knowing when to, to reach out and call them and uh, different moments like that. Um, so after Zimbabwe, I went to law school and I came down here to uh, Miami where they have a wonderful ocean and coastal law program. I knew I wanted to focus on environmental law, so I studied that. Um, after law school, I, I actually worked in a corporate law firm uh, doing environmental litigation and regular commercial litigation, which was a lot of fun. Um, we, we did a lot of work on behalf of the state of Florida protecting endangered species and, and flows of rivers and waters and our coast. Um, so I was very lucky and blessed to be able to do that um, in the corporate uh, atmosphere as well. Um, after I worked in the corporate law firm, I, I moved to the United Nations Environment Program, um, and I was stationed in, in Switzerland uh, for that. And we worked a lot with environmental law in different countries around the world um, after disasters and conflicts, looking to rebuild and restructure things to make sure that they didn't happen again and, and take that opportunity to, to kind of move forward and evolve the law, learning from the mistakes that, that um, you know, maybe facilitated the disaster or conflict or exacerbated it. Um, and while I was in Switzerland is, is I, um, I have to say between Zimbabwe and then I kind of took a little break from really, you know, practicing spiritually. And, and when I was in, in Switzerland, I, I reconnected with that. Um, I got involved with a group of women. We went on spiritual retreats together um, into the mountains. We went to Glastonbury. We went to Egypt together, um, meditating, um, practicing noble silence, um, just working together. And it was really a beautiful, supportive community to kind of develop and heal and evolve and move forward. Um, and during that time, I actually went on an individual healing retreat in Egypt um, with the woman who, who was, you know, my spiritual guide and helped me develop then. Her name was Rhiannon, or is Rhiannon. <laughs> She's a wonderful woman. And as we were doing an intuitive counseling session, you know, focused on things that you know, my mind was in Switzerland and the UN and all of those things, um, a relationship that I was trying to, uh, you know, move through and heal from. And, and she turned and looked at me and said, what is this with whales and dolphins? And I just, you know, I, I blossomed. I said, well, I love them. Um, I've loved them ever since I was young, blah, 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 blah. And she said, well, why don't you work with them? And it was one of those things where you took a step back and said, well, why don't I? Um, and she had me write down and think through how I could work and combine my passion for whales and dolphins and love of the ocean and my strengths in, in, in the law and um, uh, my love for the law too and, uh, and capacity and, and intellect um, that's, that's uh, you know, talents in that area. Um, so from then I started to kind of dip my, my life into more whales and, and bring them into to my life. I went on a vacation in Norway where I swam with orca. Um, 
I and then I later that year I ended up um, you know going to taking time off work and flying to Amsterdam to watch a court case regarding an orca named uh, Morgan and during that period I was watching and observing this court case and thinking well I they're doing this I can do this <laughs> right? I literally came back to Geneva and two days later I handed in my resignation <laughs> wow yeah um it, it just other things were kind of prepped for for me to do that as well the timing was 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 right um and from then I I just explored I took some time I I went home and spent some time with my family and friends, which was beautiful. And then I got out into the field. Um, I went to New Zealand and I worked with Dr. Ingrid Visser and the orca there for four months. Um, incredible and amazing stories and experiences and got to know how to handle whales. I, I did a whale necropsy. <laughs> I got to, to, to do a whale stranding. I had some just amazing, incredible instances with the whales and and learned you know and trying to understand is there a role for someone like me and what is that role if 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 it is and how do I make this happen how do I put this into manifest this into a reality um after working in New Zealand I went uh to the Cook Islands with um, Nan Hauser, who's a researcher there. And I spent four months in the field there working with the humpback whales and, and learning um, how to do the research, listening to their beautiful song and, and just being with them. And also, you know, as I was doing this on the legal side and the project management side, I was also helping these organizations and doing work for them in, in that capacity. Um, and in the Cook Islands, the the real interesting thing and kind of the straw that broke the camel's back to, okay, I can do this, is they, um, I was there in 2014, and they had um, declared their entire exclusive economic zone, so all of the jurisdiction that they have over water, a whale sanctuary, and that was back in 2001 that they did that. But they hadn't put in any laws to actually support that. There was a community of practice there that had, you know, worked together and developed some code of conducts, but nothing was formally in law. And as that kind of code of conduct, you know, wasn't continually nurtured, as new players came on, um, people weren't respecting it. And, and by saying that, they weren't respecting the whales in, in what's supposed to be a whale sanctuary. So this is kind of this instance and in finding this out is what, help to kind of push me and say, okay, this is what I need to do. And yes, there is space and room to kind of help um, places bring, bring these intentions that they have and, and, you know, help take it to the finish line so that they can complete the processes and make sure that what the laws are and what I see them in as, as our, our social contracts. And this is what, how we've decided to act and, and behave and comport and sometimes we put them into you know strict written laws and sometimes we just you know agree to them orally but in things like this putting them in, in into law so that we're not moving backwards um, and that the protections that we agreed upon continue to move forward particularly for these animals um, and our special whales and dolphins 
That is a fascinating journey, uh, Natalie. It's it's just amazing to go back and and to listen to the uh, lineage of how all of, all of this came together for you, and how something that was so dear to your heart um, just kept you know. I look at it as there's like dreams that we might have or things that we feel really special or passionate about gets left in our heart. And then when it's time, it just presents itself. Like when you're on your spiritual journey with, what is the woman's name again? Rihanna. Yeah, that, that, that would all come together. And you have a fascinating background, you know, to be going to all these different countries and being able to, um, to understand what your role would start to be in bringing this together for you for a career. Now, I have, I believe it's Anaya <laughs> on the phone and uh, on the line, so I'm going to open her phone up. Is this Anaya? See, like you should be the spiritual... Um... <laughs> Reincarnation of uh, what's that really famous detective? Sherlock Holmes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're so funny. So, <laughs> so Annette and I were listening to the show, and I said to Annette, "I'm going to check out the call-in numbers." Well, the call-in number that you've advertised of three four seven two zero two is ringing and ringing and not answering. So if people oh. would like to call in to talk to you, the best connection for them today is uh, area code 714, uh, and the number is 583-6858. And you'll see that right there. It's a, low fi- it's a lo-fi option, but at least people will get through. So okay. I just wanted to ring in and tell you both that and to say, um, look, it's a wonderful show. Thank you, Natalie. Thank oh, you. thank you. <laughs> <laughs> and and thanks for straightening that out because I know that we had a bunch of callers wanting to come in, call in. And so I'm going to give that number again. It's 714-583-6858. 714-583-6858 to call in and talk to Natalie. And thank you so much, Anaya. I really appreciate you doing that because uh, I think Natalie had heard a lot of people saying that they would like to call in. We want to hear their whale and dolphin stories too. Yeah, absolutely. So I'm going to go and I'm going to go and um, put that up on social media for you, Please and do. Um, I'll let you get on with the show. Okay. Thank you. I, thank thank, you. You. thank you. you. Have a great day. See you. Bye. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Oh, hey, and we have another caller. All right, so if you're fo- – oh, they just dropped off again. Okay. Well, if they call back in, um, we will attempt to get you back on. <laughs> uh, so that's really hard if the phone number is not working, but um, Anaya said she will put it on social media, and um, hopefully that will come across that the uh, phone number is 714 Five, eight. Now, you also have a wonderful uh, recording of a humpback whale sound. Oh, yeah. Um, so I have uh, 
I have um, some humpback whale song from the Cook Islands while I was there in 2014. Um, and this is, uh, we, we named this whale Eddie Vedder <laughs> because he rocked it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So um, if you hang on, I can put that volume on and, and try this out to see if this works. Here we go. That would be great. Okay. All right, so that's a little bit of Eddie Vedder. <laughs> That is amazing. Yeah. That is just amazing. It's beautiful. Uh, it is beautiful. Um, so how, how does one go about getting that, that um, you know, sound? Yeah, so, uh, you know, pretty simply that you, you just kind of drop a, it's called a hydrophone. Um, you drop a microphone into the water and then you, um, there's a little recording device on the end of it. And as you can hear, you do, you do get a little of the, you know, the crackling shrimp and the ocean noise. And if it's really wavy out that day, you're going to, you're going to get a little bit of feedback that way. So depending on how close you are to the whale and, and all sorts of other factors will depend on the quality of it. Um, but yeah, um, it's a lot of, a lot of fun. And I think, the interesting thing when I went to the Cook Islands was I, I wasn't expecting to be as blown away as I was with the whale song. It is just, it reverberates through the boat. You can be swimming and not see a whale and, you know, dive down and hear it. And it is just incredible, um, the sounds that they make and the, the vibrations that they put through the water. That's amazing. That is just amazing. Um, you know, I for the first time I went whale watching last year with my daughter in San Diego, and I had never done that before. And it was so exciting to um, watch the whales, and uh, they were humpback, and to listen to them. And, and the sound, yeah, just reverberated through the whole water, through the boat. Um, and it was just fascinating to listen to yeah dolphins and whales um for some reason humans connect with them on a on a much deeper and different level i think than a lot of other animals um we consider them you know spiritual beings in a lot of ways and i think there's a bit of you know how they're you know their physiology that that kind of helps us with that um and and two of the things that that you know come to mind when i think of them and and being spiritual beings is the first that they're conscious breeders so that and the, and the second is their their brains and how their brains are 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 developed so as conscious breeders um they're actually meditating constantly. So every breath they take is voluntary. It's not a reflective, reflexive action like we take. Um, you know, during this time that we've been talking, I can't 
count how many breaths I've taken, whereas a whale or a dolphin would would actually, you know, thoughtfully make that breath. Um, In that sense, they don't breathe as much as kind of the terrestrial counterparts, us. Um, And depending on their size, they'll take different lengths of time, um, you know, maximum between breaths. Um, So like, for example, a a dolphin, I think the longest period is is approximately seven minutes um, that they would take if they're doing a deep dive. For humpbacks, it's 20. Um, Sperm whales, um, beaked whales can can be from 45 minutes to an hour. And so they're they're constantly meditating. And I think that's something, you know, why we connect with this and see this higher consciousness of them. It's something that we struggle to do (laughs) and they're doing, um, you know, their presence. They're, they're constantly there. Um, Wow. That's fascinating information. Hey, we have two callers on the line. So the phone number that starts with 610 if, um, and I'll say this for all the callers, if you want to talk to us, Please press one on your phone pad so that I know that you actually talk with us and not just listen. So if you press one, then I will um, open your mic. Okay. So, hi, this is Deb Goldberg. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Who am I talking with? Hi, you're talking with Jennifer and some lovely children who wanted to share their stories with Natalie and how they have impacted her life. Oh, that's fascinating. We would love to hear that. Okay. Hi. <laughs> so my name is Jace, and um, one year for Halloween, we invited Natalie um, trick-or-treating with us. And um, since she has such a passion for all the animals in the ocean, she actually dressed up as the ocean. (laughs) (laughs) How do you dress up as the ocean? (laughs) How how did I dress up as the ocean? You guys didn't even know what I was. (laughs) Um, Well, I think um, um, she had a blue scarf and... um, I think she wore a wave. Yeah, she did. Um, she wore a wave too. <laughs> That's great. It wasn't That's... a real actual wave though. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> but she certainly made an impression on you, right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Hi. I'm Lucy. Um. And I remember when Natalie would come over, we'd always make little sugar cookies and cut them in the shapes of dolphins, orcas, starfish, and the like. Um, and it was um, always grew um, uh, um, loving of the ocean. And she gives us a lot of orca stuff each year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's cute. These are some of my favorite kiddos and burgeoning uh, marine biologists. Hi, Lucy. Hi, Jake. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. So you really like and enjoy uh, whales and dolphins, too? Yep. Yep. So you're biologist, marine biologist in the making, and we're so lucky to have you. Thank you. 
Hi, I'm Elena. Today we saw dolphins, and we thought of her when we saw them. Aww. Hi, my name is Alice, and today we went to the beach, and um, I tried to use as little plastic plastic as I could, um, because I remembered how you um tried to teach me not to use plastic. That is awesome. I love that you guys were visited by the dolphins today. That's a special, very special thing. And I love that you're remembering wonderful moments and also taking care to protect our beaches and our earth. Thank you, guys. Thank you for calling in. You guys have a wonderful day. Thank you for calling in. Okay. That's great. I love it. I've never had a bunch of kids call in before. That makes Aww. me very happy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. All right, so we also have another call on the line, um, and so I'm going to open their mic up. And hi, this is Deb. Uh, who am I speaking with? Hi, Deb. This is Ann Gordon de Barigon calling you all the way from Panama. Yay. Oh, my Anna. goodness. From Panama. Hi, Natalie. How are you? I'm good. <laughs> Excellent. Nice to hear your voice. Anne runs Whale Watch Panama, and she, I'm going to plug for you, has a weekly whale wisdom um, uh, uh, email that she sends out, and she is extraordinarily connected with the whales and dolphins, and I've learned much from her. She's led meditations and taught me many things as as I move along. That's fantastic. Thank you, Natalie. And I just want to equally plug you because you're really braving a forefront out there. And I'm so proud of you. And I'm so honored to be your friend and keep it up because the world, you're setting this beautiful example for the entire world to live your passion and to not give up in the face of frustration and people saying you can't do that or nobody's done that. So, so good for you. Thank you. Do you have I any totally beautiful agree. stories or messages that you want to, <laughs> Anne has a ton, so I know she's <laughs> bursting with them. <laughs> I mean, we could, we could go for days, but I know. yeah, I just, Bailey wanted to share um, how, to me, my whole passion and, and purpose in life is to share the wisdom that we can learn by modeling our lives after the dolphins and whales. And by spending time with the dolphins and whales, for example, when you're in the presence of a dolphin or whale, it is impossible not to be in that present moment. It's such a gift. We can't think about the bills on our desk or the project we have to get done. And all that's gone. And by it's, spending time, go ahead. No, I was just saying it was such a majestic view. Mm-hmm. For it, me, it, really, it is. Absolutely, it's it's an amazing moment. Such a gift when they grace us with their presence, and and when you spend time with whales, I found that. They very gently release any blocks or limiting beliefs that we have 
without us even knowing it's happening. They just do it, do it for us. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Sure. Um, I'll tell you, the very first time I became aware of it was I was leading a whale wisdom trip here in Panama, and I had a group of 12 people, and we spent five days out on the water with the dolphins and the whales. And after I said goodbye to my group, because when I'm with the group, I can't do as much processing for myself. I have to facilitate and be there for my guests. And I felt, I felt this overwhelming sadness come over me, and I couldn't figure out what was going on. I just spent this amazing time with five days with Will. And then it hit me. I was releasing. The whale had worked within me to release residual sadness and fears and blocks, some limiting my own limiting beliefs about myself and my worthiness because that was the first retreat I'd ever led. Wow. And let it out, and I had a day of sadness, and I just, as the dolphins and whales do, they dive deep into their feelings and let it happen. Don't resist it. And then after that, I was so filled with confidence and purpose, and yes, we're doing more of these. Wow. That's fantastic. So you're saying that they're just their being and the sounds and um, their their spiritual being their, their, is what um, caused a correction. Their energy caused a correction. Correct. Just by being with them. And we were five days. It wasn't just like a two-hour whale watching. We were five days all day long immersed in the energy of the dolphins and whales. That's fascinating. Yeah. So it's. Sometimes you don't even have to do anything but just eat, and they okay. let them do the work. Permission. Wow, wow, that's that's great. Well, I'm glad they gave you that message so that it gave you the the courage and energy to keep on doing it and keep on having your your whale wisdom retreats because I know you've you've helped a lot of people through them, um, having that time on the water and and being with the whales. Yeah, it's been a real honor and such a blessing. And, you know, you doing what you're doing by by keeping the laws, enforcing the laws, creating laws, establishing protected areas so that more and more people can get out and have experiences like me and my guests have had. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Thank you, Anne. And you're welcome to stay on and listen if you have some answers as we uh, you can help us out that would be great I have another caller on the line and your phone number starts with 973 and if you would like to talk with us please press 1 on your keypad on your telephone pad and there you go so I'm going to open your mic and hi this is Deb Goldberg who am I speaking with you're speaking with Emily, who's right now in a car in Beach Haven, New Jersey. Wow. <laughs> well, well, thank you for joining us, Emily. It is a, a pleasure to be on the phone with you. Hi, Em. I am a, <laughs> hi, Nat. I'm a longtime friend of Natalie's. We've okay. known each other since we were seven. Natalie, wow. Gary's in the car as well. We're, 
we're picking up corn and clams. I'm not sure where we should be picking up clams, but we are. And I'm just calling uh, Deb. <laughs> I'm a Unitarian Universalist minister. And uh, one of the things that we um, in my congregation are very big on is climate justice. And so my question for Natalie, actually, we have two questions. Um, sorry, Natalie, if I stump you. But mm-hmm. what makes whales or people <laughs> spiritual beings? Mm-hmm. What makes whales spiritual beings, Nat? Yeah. Um, well, I think, you know, as I w- had been talking about before, kind of their physiology brings them into this spiritual realm that we try to, um, that we, we, we as humans uh, have to make a lot more effort to achieve. So the first being, you know, the conscious breathers, the, the constantly meditating. And as Anne was saying, that creates this presence that is just incredible and when you are with the whales and the dolphins you it's true you cannot help but be present to be feel pure joy to I mean I giggle and laugh and um, (laughs) clap and and just I'm there and it's incredible Uh, the other thing and and again I'm linking this into to the physiology of the, the whales is is their brains. Um, they have found that whales have a, um, a part of the brain that sten- extends out. It's adjacent to the limbic system. And it, apparently it, 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 they, it gives them a, a sense of self that, and social bonding that goes beyond the one. So in spiritual terms, their, their sense of self and their essence of being an individual is extended beyond their what we would see as the individual. So they're much more of a community as a move together as a, a pod of of one. So you know, in, in I guess humans, a lot of and, and the spiritual work that a lot of us are doing is trying to remind ourselves that we're not. Uh, we're, we're not an individual, we're not separate, that we are all one, um, that we are all together, and to look at, uh, you know, this human in another body and realize that, that we're, we're all one. Um, and whales and dolphins have, their physiology helps to support this. So they're, they're being this much more than we <laughs> much more naturally and with much more ease than than humans are. So what I I hear you saying in the last caller saying is also that we have a lot to learn from them. Yes, I I believe so. In terms of, in terms of, how, to, in terms of how to be spiritual and how to reconnect with that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah, I I'm I look. Awesome. Yeah, I was going to say I, that. I, look at everything is um everything on this earth is energy and everything that energy comes from one source i choose to call it god other people call it spirit source whatever um they resonates with them so everything is energy everything is one so everything is spirit um so there's there's a spirit in everything, um, anything that's alive, um, and I guess everything is alive because it's energy. So, um, so in that sense, I think it brings everything together because 
we are of we're of one nature. We've all come from the same place. Maybe, you know, they're not human beings, but they have their own spiritual being, their own spiritual nature. Um, and being able to connect with that is, is just an awesome thing. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, thank, thank you very else. much. Mm-hmm. Thank oh, you. Oh, you're welcome. That was a great question. We, thank you. <laughs> I, as a minister, I would hope that I could answer it, but I thought I'd let Nat do it instead. Mm-hmm. And Natalie, yeah. Natalie, we love you, and you're an inspiration. Thank you very much. I love you guys, <laughs> too. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank Thanks. you. Thanks for calling in, Emily. Okay. So, Wow. Well, and that, those are great questions because, yeah, um, how do we say, a, um, you know, a whale is a spiritual being or a, a dolphin? And so, yeah, the physiology of uh, you describing how that they're always meditating, um, mm-hmm. that they're always they're 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 in this state of zen, I guess, <laughs> or present. I mean, no, present. present. Yeah. 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 Um, and, and with the, um, I, it just made me think of, uh, you know, this con this concept of one, um, when I was in New Zealand, we, I, I was, uh, part of the team that assisted in a, a pilot whale stranding. And, um, during, you know, the second day that, that we were there, um, the, the tide was coming in and, you know, in these strandings, you, you, I, you know, it, they've been described to me, and Dr. Visser described them as a car crash. That <laughs> we never, there's always kind of a different reason. There may be some sort of similar reasons, and it's it's hard to know and understand um, why exactly it happens, and it, and it could be different reasons and different triggers for each one. Um, in this case, you know, there were we had 13 whales, and and some of them were quite healthy, some of them were quite young, um, so you know, you're, you're wondering why this whole pod strands together. And again, this, when the tide was coming in and we were refloating them, I was with the smallest of the animals um, who we had named Cody. And my, my car is now named after Cody. (laughs) And because he was the smallest, when the tide came in, he, he was able to swim first. And the the 13 animals were kind of dis- distributed in, in, you know, groups of maybe, you know, two were over here, three were here, um, two were there. So when, when the tide came in and, and Cody started swimming, I was with him and we went to every single whale and he was sounding and communicating with every whale in that pod. And, um, you know, scientifically we were trying to figure out who his mom was and all of this stuff. We had no clue. They were, they were together. They were a community and, and he, he made sure he went and, you know, touched every single one of those whales. It was the most, just, just an incredible experience to see that and to see that, you know, family um, beyond just uh, mom and son or mom and daughter, um, 
and you know that's one of those those experiences that kind of reinforce this idea that re- they really see their sense of self beyond themselves. They'll they'll mm-hmm. you know strand together, and if one's sick, they'll they'll all be together and 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 not leave that that one whale. Um, yeah, so it's just amazing amazing bonds that they have that we you know are still we have so much to understand about that and the, the way they communicate and the way they work together and, and how their families are, are, are structured and social bonds are, are really held. That's amazing. <clears throat> That's amazing. Watching, uh, watching them in nature and, and how they are, they're, they're part of a family and that they, they know that they're a part of a we. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. That's, that's, Fascinating. What um did you have anything else? I know we talked a little bit about the healing capabilities of sonar. Did you have any other stories about that? Um, I don't have or, my. I mean, own stories. Yeah, I don't have my own stories about that. But um, if anyone out there listening does, it'd be great to hear um, if you have you know, healing stories of, of sounding from, from dolphins or whales. Mm-hmm. And I'll just give the phone number again, since the number we had put out originally is not working. It's 714-583-6858. 714-583-6858. And, you know, a, a lot of this, too, is, uh, you know, and I I have been talking to you this earlier about being on the cutting edge of bringing a human side to law that is missing from our justice system, and and working with these animals, and for you getting out there and teaching people that these are spiritual beings and they do need to be protected and that they have more value than what was originally thought. And, and, you know, being able to bring that to your community, um, uh, that there's meaning, there is meaning to whales and dolphins. And do you want to talk a little bit more of that? Because I know that, um, you know, that's not an easy bridge to pioneer in within the justice system. Me. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I was, I, I am, and I was really nervous about tonight because this is, you know, I'm used to not talking about this. <laughs> it's, it's law, mm-hmm. it's science, it's very structured, it's very logic, it's, um, and so, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Did I put you on the spot? <laughs> I didn't mean to do that. But it's, right. but it's, but it's true. You know, like um, this is your passion, and um, and and bringing a, a humane side to it is is just amazing. Um, that we also have another caller. If if. The phone number that starts with 727, if you would like to speak with us, please press 1 on your phone pad so I know that you kind of have your hand up. And, uh, okay, they have their hand up. Hi, this is Deb. Who am I speaking with? 
Hi, Deb. This is Jamie Dobb calling. Hi, Natalie. Hi, Jamie. Hi, Jamie. Welcome to Angel Heart Radio. Thank you. Thank you. It's been a really, um, really enlightening and really um, beautiful conversation so far. Oh, thank, thank you. you. You're welcome. Um, I know this is a little off topic of what you were just talking about, but um, I know when you were talking about the stranding, the whale stranding, and, and participating and in, in trying to save them and, and stuff, are you, do you feel, I don't know if you want to talk, if you want to, if this is too personal, mm-hmm. but do you, um, are you connect, is anyone there connecting with them and trying to communicate with them on a, on a psychic or spiritual level, or is it mainly like a scientific kind of, you know, right brain, we're, we're just going to, or left brain, we're, you know, we're just going to try to figure out and do some tests and kind of be very methodical and scientific about it. Like, is it? Or is it? Is are there some people there that are healers, and besides yourself, but that are healers and, and animal communicators that are trying to communicate with them on a on a psychic level? Yeah, I mean, I, uh, you know, the whale strandings that I have participated in. If there were people there who could communicate, they didn't they didn't let it be known, but I do know and have heard stories um, from scientists and other people who, who, you know, have, um, have had people uh, who have communicated with, um, with the whales that they're, you know, going to see or um, trying to, to help. Um, uh I don't know a lot about those stories. Um, just not having been there, because a lot of times they're kind of dismissed. Because <laughs> I'm That's like, an, I was wondering how accepted they were, right? right. Yeah, because um, I'm working a lot of times with with um, scientists. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I, it does happen, and and I think there's a lot of people who do, um, you know, communicate with with the whales and, and get messages with them. I just, I haven't had any personal experience with that. Okay. Although yeah. you're having your own, you're having your own experience as you are working with them within that strand, you are connecting and, and, right. you know, yeah. you know, so you, on some level you're doing that of, uh, you know, you're deriving, meaning and connection from the time you spent there. But, yeah, I know um, this is all getting into such different territory, isn't it, when we start bringing, you know, psychics or um, spiritual into the legal system or, Mm -hmm. you know, knowing that other people can relate uh, and, and connect to whales and dolphins. Yeah, yeah, and I know, you know, there's a lot of um, tours and, and other people, like Andas, and there's um, some some groups that I've been with in, in Key West who, who do, you know, connect and, and um, take take tours to experience the, spend time with the whales and dolphins on a spiritual level as opposed to just, you know, whale watching. It's kind of a whale watching with the spiritual bend to it so that you you have a different interaction and approach mm-hmm. to it mm-hmm. yeah yeah I think you know the world of spirituality is definitely opening up from what it used to be in being accepted and I think I'm 
you know, as we go along and that there's more and more of that happening um, that, that there, that won't sound so unusual that um, I guess they use psychics for solving criminal cases. So why not use a psychic for <laughs> communicating with animals or any, anything else that you communicate with, right? Yeah, or I think probably, I don't know where, where you're going with it, Jamie, but trying to understand why the stranding took place and what was happening well, and, and, you know, maybe helping to problem solve with, with getting the whales, refloating the whales and getting them back right. into the water if there's any option or opportunity for that. Right, because there, I just, I, yeah, I was just, um, at that, I was just wondering if that level of communication was going on between you know the rescuers and the and the um, whale the whales, um, but I guess it's more scientific and and stuff right now. But I I, I think that you're you, you know with with you and um, your law firm that you're just like you're you're obviously the only person in the world doing it. It's just so special and just it's so um, unique. But I think that it's going to be the um, the leader in in what what comes like you're just at the forefront of it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think, you know, the interesting thing is, and when I started this, I thought, well, walking into the room as a lawyer that, you know, a lot of times it's a conversation stopper when you tell people that, but when I was meeting people in the whale and dolphin world, they were excited to, to meet me because they really didn't have a lot of, you know, of lawyers. <laughs> helping <laughs> right. their cause. And as we're finding out more about whales and their complexity and their, you know, they, they pass culture down from, um, from mothers to calves to, you know, from, from the generation to generation. How do you hunt? Where do you hunt? How do you kill a, a, a ray or, or how do you kill a great white shark? And with the precision that they do, how do you hunt together? And, and all of this information we're finding is, is very sometimes localized within different communities and also in the different places where they live. And that's a long way to say that as I'm meeting more and more people in, in this whale and dolphin community that are working, even as scientists and, and in other disciplines, they're looking for, for kind of specialists with this other perspective. So, for example, you know, like an anthropologist to kind of take a look at the culture of whales from that perspective and, and add to it. Um, we need educators. We need people with so many different skill sets. You don't have to be a marine biologist to, to get out there and be with the whales and spread the word and protect them and to educate and to, to you know, make the world a, a more whaley place. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. And knowing that, you know, there's other people are needed to um, help uh, do what you're doing to protect uh, different animals in the water that, um, and you know, one of the things that somebody mentioned when they called before, one of the children about plastic. And I thought, you know, we only have like four minutes, four and a half minutes left. So you might want to talk a little bit about um, what a thing we can do to help with this. Yeah. To protect. So, uh, 
a lot of my work, I work with communities right now a lot of the time trying to develop regulations. And, um, you know, I guess Emily had mentioned climate justice. I'm working with climate change and how that's going to affect whales and whale watching communities. So we're all interrelated and there's a lot of of, of this um, interaction. But whales and and how I use this in my work, they are, you know, the ocean and whales and other inhabitants are under just increasing stress from human activities. So cetaceans are one of the few categories of mammals that spend the totality of their lives in the oceans. So they provide this unique glimpse into the practical effects that humans are having on the oceans. So when you talk about plastics or plastic bags and you talk to communities about, you know, what should we do about them? They don't biodegrade in the water. Um, When you show a picture of a whale that has plastic bits and that has died because of bags or, you know, they've even found sperm whales with plastic carved parts, fishing nets in their, their stomachs. That's a lot more, it makes a bit more of an impact to, to try to, you know, have people understand that their daily decisions make a huge impact on the oceans. Um, so, Yes, the the whales. I'm I'm working to protect the the whales, but it's also the their habitat, this broader ocean, the plastics, the pollutants. Um, we have whales that have come up onto shore, and they have to be treated as uh, toxic waste and disposed of as hazardous waste because we throw so many pollutants into the water, and they're wow. absorbing them and they're taking them in. And this, wow. what happens in the ocean? If you know it, it affects humans. It's not good for the whales, and it's not good for us. Um, so, the that is amazing. It, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's that's just such good knowledge to have for all of us. That is just amazing because yeah, when you see things visually, it does make such a difference. I have one last caller, and we only have two minutes left, so I'm going to um, let you talk for a minute and. Hi, this is Deb Goldberg. Who am I speaking with? I think you must be talking to me. I'm Donna Kasowitz. Hi, Donna. Thanks for calling in. Hi. Hi, Natalie. Um, Yes, um, Natalie. uh, I I know Natalie, and I just wanted to – you asked for healing stories, so I have a a ton of them. I would have to say just very quickly, I'm one of the founders of Dolphin Discovery, which is a, a large family of dolphin swim facilities, and Spirit asked me to uh, take up that task many years ago because it was crucial. They, I was told that uh, it was crucial for large numbers of humans to have personal close contact with dolphins because the dolphins would help us raise our vibration and get us through the sh- help help get us through the shift of the ages. And um, and now we're definitely looking at how do we keep evolving this human dolphin partnership to manifest heaven on earth. Um, but if you have time, I had uh, an interesting healing story that I think helped demonstrate this. Um, so Donna Eden is uh, a world-renowned healer who can see energy on many, many different levels, and I'm one of the students in uh, from her school. And when she has visited our dolphin facilities, I've always asked her to take a look at the dolphin's energy, tell me if they look happy. And uh, she's reported to me on many occasions just beautiful energy exchanges that she sees going on between the humans and dolphins. And in one case, 
um, I, that I think helps illustrate this whole point is that as guests were standing on a submerged platform in the Dolphin Lagoon, and she was watching the dolphin approaching the guests. Now, the dolphin was still several feet away from the people, but she could see the dolphin's aura expand out and reach out and wrap around everybody that was standing on the platform. And as that happened, she noticed that one of the people on the platform, one particular layer of that woman's energy field, had missing missing connections in something she calls the diamond inlay layer. And she said as that dolphin's aura reached out and wrapped around that group of people, that woman's energy layer, the diamond inlay, started connecting back up and correcting itself to wholeness again. So that's just one example wow. of... Uh, the way wow. that dolphins and swim programs are helping to raise the consciousness and physically restore people to their wholeness day in and day out. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, You're thank welcome. You, Donna. Yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Okay. Um, we are unfortunately out of time. So, Natalie, I wanted to give you a minute to um, talk about your website or how people can reach you, how, um, how they can get a hold of you. Oh, sure. So my website is www.cetacianlaw.com, and everyone will learn that word, <laughs> C-E-T-A-C-E-A-N-L-A-W.org. Um, so you can reach me uh, on there. There's a contact sheet or info at cetacianlaw.org. Um, I'd be happy to hear from you. Um, I am a not-for-profit, so I'm also welcoming donations to help uh, do our work that we do. And if you're a lawyer, um, we also accept pro bono help. So please join our team. <laughs> That's great. I'm I'm so glad that you came on tonight and really helped us understand more about whales and dolphins and what you do. And and I'm. So so excited for you as you are uh, pioneering this into the legal world and bringing more humanity um, to the criminal justice system or the justice system. And uh, I wanted to tell you that, you know, you can come back another time and we can talk more about this because there seems to be so many people that have information or stories and this would be a great um, this would be a great show again for more information. So I just want to thank you for being here. Uh, I think it's awesome what you're doing. You're awesome. Oh, thank you so much, Deb, and thank you so much for having me and getting me out of my comfort zone. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can I think really some more about. Yeah, then you can think a little bit more how you can bring that spiritual stuff together. And <laughs> I know I had to do it myself. I had to figure out how to do that. But you can do it. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. All right. Well, when in doubt, never under, underestimate the power of prayer. You're being listened to and heard throughout the universe. And it always responds with infinite and eternal love. Remember to go inside and listen through your heart for the whispers of heaven. I love you, and God bless you. You've been listening to another fabulous program on Angel Heart Radio. Our goal is to remind you of how much you matter in the world and to let you know that we appreciate who you are in the world. 
You can check out who's on, when we're on and who our guests are at angelheartradio.com. Everything is there. It's all just one click away. Angel Heart Radio programs are powerful tools to help you in your life and your life experience. They are not intended, nor should they, be used to replace your medical or legal advice. The views expressed by hosts, co-hosts, callers, guests and associates should not be construed as advice from Angel Heart Radio.